Southwestern family of companies welcomes you to the Action Catalyst. Each week, our diversely and amazingly accomplished guests share their insights and inspirations to help us ignite our own. So let's invest attention together to breathe, to reflect and refocus, and decisively defeat that voice we call Mr. Mediocrity. Then let's enjoy moving forward to make a positive difference in our world. Southwestern Ventures is one of Europe's premier cultural, career, and entrepreneurial opportunities for young people. With a focus on offering inspiring careers in a growth-oriented environment, Southwestern Ventures provides a chance to earn, learn, and serve through sales and leadership. With divisions covering everything from finance to insurance, fundraising, and home services, Ventures serves Estonia, Latvia, Lithuania, and Poland. And they believe it takes great people to deliver great products, leveraging proven methods and principles from Southwestern's over 160 years in the business. Sound like the opportunity you're looking for? Browse openings and apply today at southwesternventures.com slash careers. Have a great product and want to create global impact? Elevate your business to the next level by partnering with Southwestern Ventures. Learn more at southwesternventures.com slash partners. Southwestern Ventures, a member of Southwestern family of companies. We are excited to share our guest with you today. Jaak Rusari is from Saku, Estonia. He is married to Maria, who he met while they were both selling books for Southwestern Advantage. They have two boys, Jaako and Hugo, and a baby girl, Marie. Jaak was the number one rookie in the Southwestern Baltics division and sold books for seven summers. He won Sizzler every single summer and was DSL of the year three times. He helped to start the Lithuanian division and also recruited in Poland. In 2018, Jaak started the new Southwestern company called E1 Ventures. It did almost half a million dollars in sales and made a profit in its first year. Jaak is also an active investor, founder of the 50% Club, and a contributor to business newspapers in Estonia. He promotes financial literacy and investing in high schools and in society as a whole. He is the author of four best-selling books about personal finance and has coached hundreds of people on how to start investing. His book, in its English translation, is called Textbook for Becoming Wealthy and is the all-time number one bestseller in the personal finance field in Estonia. In his free time, he enjoys cycling and reading investing books and annual reports of Berkshire Hathaway. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Action Catalyst. Today we have Jak Rosari, who flew from Estonia to Nashville, Tennessee, to be here with us today. So, welcome, Jak. Thank you. Well, we're so glad to have you here. And tell me a little bit about your your life story. I know last time I was in Estonia, it was about a month ago, and you were telling me as a kid what life was like growing up in Estonia, recently being freed from the Russian government. And your parents actually were part of having memories of being in Russia. And now, and now what that's been like for you just as a kid in Estonia. I would love to hear that story. Yeah, so uh, I was born in 1982, and uh, Estonia got free from Soviet occupation um, around 90, so 90, 1991. And uh, I had a very kind of interesting childhood in that sense that uh, when I was growing up, uh, we had a Russian uh, currency in our country, 
and uh, everybody had a lot of money, but there was no uh, goods in the stores, so like the stores were empty. Like if they had the ice cream, I remember from childhood, like the whole village kind of ran together to buy ice cream and there was like long lines and I have a memory when I was like standing half an hour and then they just kind of ran out of ice cream and it was my turn to buy. And then uh, <clears throat> once I hit like 10 years old, then uh, uh, our own government uh, came and we became an um, independent nation again. And then uh, suddenly they did like a currency reform. So suddenly nobody had any money. The stores were full of goods, but uh, Basically, everybody in the country started from uh, $100, which was kind of like, uh, almost like you, you do a reset for the whole country and everybody has a same start, and then they start to build from there. So, interesting childhood, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. And now, you've been with Southwestern Family Companies for how many years? Uh, I sold books first time, 2002. So almost 20 years. 20 years. So tell me a little bit about that journey. How did you find Southwestern? And then what was that first few summers like for you? And how did that impact your life? So um, after graduation of high school, I went to study in uh, business school. And uh, there was a poster on the wall that uh, you can make uh, $10,000 in one summer which was like enough to buy a nice uh, apartment. So the full, whole school kind of went for the presentation. There was several hundred people and they said there's five spots. So I remember filling up the application and then as I was writing the application, I got scared myself that I'm just a freshman and don't have any experience yet. And I kind of sold myself that I will never get the place anyways, that uh, so many people and just five places. And I actually never turned in the application. So I still have it as a kind of... Uh, souvenir for myself um, and then a year later one of my friends actually got the place in Southwestern and he he offered this uh, summer internship opportunity for me as well and uh, I joined the uh, training in April so I actually didn't have much time to prepare and um, but I think actually it was really good for me because I performed the best when the deadlines are kind of coming to the end and uh, you have to get ready fast and then it was a as Stan Moore said, it is the hardest and the best summer you ever had, and that's exactly how it was. So, first day I was ready to quit by 11. I remember I was like sitting on the park, and um, I had uh, this story that I approached one lady three times from like the house was on the corner section, and I came from each its uh, direction. And since I've never been to America before, all the houses look the same to me. So, uh, the lady, third time when I knocked her, on her door she said that this has to be some kind of joke and you have to leave immediately and then I got scared to knock on another door but then uh, just sit there on the park and working myself up to go on and and at the end um, I was number one rookie from Estonia that year and had a really really great memory and then next year I built a team of 11 people and kind of the career started from there so what was it for you when you were the number one rookie that, that helped build your confidence that you could get off that park bench and keep going and to be successful? I think the biggest thing was uh, just trust in my manager. So, uh, and I told him also that night that I don't really know if I will make any money. Probably not because... I had one sale, five units the first day, but I said that if you promise that uh, if I do my 30 demos and work my hours and everything, 
then uh, and then good things will happen. I will do it. And he he kind of said that to me. And then my goal was to overwork him. So I think it's a good idea if if you're not sure of your abilities to at least make sure you beat others with your work stats. And that kind of helped me. And I was number one in units, but also number one in hours and sit downs and demonstrations. Huh. Funny how that works. If yeah. you outwork everybody then you typically outproduce everybody. It's a good strategy. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is uh, by Pat Summit, and she says, you know how I'm going to beat you? I'm going to outwork you. <laughs> Sounds like that's your strategy, too. Yeah, that makes sense. So after that summer, over the last 20 years, you've had quite the journey. And uh, today, as you guys heard in Yak's introduction uh, at the beginning of the show, Yak is a prolific author in Estonia. They are best-selling books, and he can't walk down the street without people stopping him and uh, asking to take a picture with him. Yak is famous and uh, very helped many people with their financial planning in Estonia. Also, Yak is the founder of E1 Ventures, which is the Southwestern Family of Companies uh, incubator that is out in the Baltics. And this last year, Yak helped launch New Blue, which is the number one new business that we had last year. It's it's just incredible thinking that you came from uh, the childhood where you remember where you couldn't go to the store and get ice cream to now you're, you've written, is it four books? Are we, uh, four books. Uh, he is famous in Estonia and helped thousands of people learn how to invest their money and get out of debt. And now, uh, running a, a business uh, venture with, uh, E1 Ventures and our partner with Southwestern. So, kind of uh, bridge the gap for us. So from selling books and that first summer, finishing number one, and your key was work outworking everybody to do that, to now all these accomplishments, starting businesses, um, teaching other people how to get out of debt, writing books. Tell us about that 20-year journey. So um, that's why I like Southwestern is that it's built this way that every year you learn new skills and you get more responsibility. So uh, looking back, my first summer, I was really just focusing on surviving and uh, on my own. And I was so thankful. And Chris Adams, who was my sales manager and who helped me many times. And then next year, I had a team of 11, but I couldn't get the visa on time. So actually, they went to sell books without me. And I was coaching them back home uh, via phone. And uh, seven out of 11, I came back as a manager. So um, my third summer, I had an organization of uh, almost 30 people. And that really pushed me to learn more leadership skills. And because um, they were mostly my friends, but um, once they recruited their teams, those were people I didn't know personally. And I, uh, I just had to learn a little bit more about leadership. But when it comes to book, uh, books and financial consulting, then um, this has always been a passion of mine from the very childhood. I guess it kind of comes from the times that I was growing up, that uh, money was a very important topic. and. Uh, uh, parents never seemed to have enough of it and uh, there were like some domestic arguments about it so um, uh, and once I went to America in my own head America was like uh, Hollywood movies so that everybody has a lot of money lots of money and people are living nice lives and I sold my first summer in suburbs of Chicago and and I actually met people who were much more poor than I had ever imagined that somebody would be and because in Estonia that time since everybody started from, from zero, pretty much like the wealth gap wasn't at all there. Or if it was, it was very minimal. But in America, 
like in the same town there was like huge mansions and then people living in trailer parks and uh, not having teeth fixed and, and stuff like that so I really got to think that uh, how, how it is possible that in America which like you have had same currency for hundreds of years like if you just invest $10 a month then you will get like nice results and, and it should be so much more easy to build wealth still so many people are actually working like around the clock and and also what I noticed is that the people who had like two or three jobs, they were even often more poor or poorer than the people who had their own business or didn't seem to work as hard. So it wasn't just this that if you work hard, you will make more money. There has to be something more. So this kind of became passion project of mine just to learn how money works and how, um, how some people kind of uh, seem to get more of it than others don't and um, that's kind of where the book came from and uh, I think everybody who has sold books has kind of like a book inside of them, all the experience, war stories, everything. So I wanted to just uh, put them all together and uh, it went pretty viral in, in our country so uh, I think it has been the number one best-selling uh, business book of all time. and. Uh, I think the reason which, is which one is it? The, the main one. And what's the title of it for so the people that? The textbooks, textbook for becoming rich is the direct translation. Um, and the idea is that uh, it's a part novel, part uh, like a textbook. But in that sense, that uh, I started every chapter with my own memory from the book field. So when we talk about uh, spend less than you make, there's a story when I meet the family. Like which didn't look like they would have a lot of money, but then uh, they bought a big package from me, and uh, later we found out that they have their own business, but they don't show off with their money. And so each uh, chapter has like a small story from the book field, and I think that's what people really like, that um, it's uh, very readable in that sense, that the stories are what people like. That is amazing. Well, uh, it, it is an amazing book, and amazing stories, and just thinking through the challenges that have come along the way when you think of building an organization. So tell us a little bit about the um, Southwestern business and what has specifically happened in the last 20 years in Estonia. And so when you think of 20 years ago, Estonia wasn't the economy that it is now. And now that it is, what role do you think Southwestern has played in uh, the emerging economy of Estonia? I'd like to think that Southwestern has played a role in that. And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I think Southwestern has played a huge role. And uh, <clears throat> when Chris Adams came to recruit for students in Estonia, like in the beginning of 2000, that was his speech to us also that, uh, hey, if you're like the first students, our vision is not to sell books this summer, but it's to change the country. And uh, we all bought into this vision, and today it is becoming reality, which is cool. Like, we had our uh, foreign minister in uh, GRS a couple of years ago, and uh, she did a speech and said that, uh, like, kind of like uh, you got from Harvard, is that uh, this skill, how to sell and how to communicate, uh, this is something that has never been taught in schools, and since uh, we didn't have a market economy before, Nobody needed to know how to sell, so there was just not enough goods. Nobody really needed salespeople. So it's not uh, taught in schools, and people really haven't got any any experience. And Southwestern was this kind of uh, shining light that uh, taught um, all, all these theories, but also in practice how to do it. And we have a couple of alumni, like uh, probably the most famous one is uh, Pete Pine, 
who was the first Estonian who sold, and um, he just took the like selling 101, translated it to Estonian language, and made the biggest sales training company in one year. So this was just uh, such a new information. And then uh, the startup Pipe Drive was founded ba uh, based on Southwestern alumni. So it's uh, one of the fastest growing um, uh, SaaS company for um, like sales management. We have a uh, CRM company. CRM, yeah. yeah. And we have uh, another alumni uh, company, Fortumo, which uh, does the Google Play payments in India and all over the world. So I think in uh, top 100 richest in Est Estonians, there's at least three or four alumni already. So that's pretty cool. That is. Uh, it's interesting to think the work that you've done in 20 years and that your group has done in 20 years there in Estonia has literally made Estonia's entire economy grow. Yeah, and, and maybe it's good to, as a remark that Estonia is so small, so it's smaller than Nashville, you know, so everybody kind of knows everybody. It's a million people. I think there's uh, two companies that have biggest effect. One is Southwestern and another is Skype. So Skype was like partly invented mm -hmm. by Estonians and out of Skype came this belief that you can build like a global businesses and also a lot of um, like a startup capital. So Skype and Southwestern. Yeah. Thank it, you. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. So there's a lot of people that watch this show that are uh, entrepreneurial minded. They are uh, big fans of just personal development and growth. So if you were to give somebody advice where it's more like, think of you 20 years ago and you, you're just getting started. So if you could give Yacht 20 years ago a piece of advice, what would that be? Mm, I think the main, main skill that uh, is necessary to become an entrepreneur is uh, sales skill. So, and I'm very grateful on Southwestern that I learned it here. But somebody who wants to become an entrepreneur I think uh, often what I've seen from working with students and students' companies is that they focus so heavily on the product, uh, but they don't have any clue how to sell it. And I think if you have sales skills, then the product is, is the secondary thing. Um, like you can find somebody who makes a great product and work with them. So I would, I would probably say sales skills is the number one thing. And number two probably is just the vision or boldness that... Um, like uh, you can be in whatever country, start something and it can grow global now pretty easily. Love that. A global vision. Uh, that was one of the things they talked about in the microeconomics of competitiveness is companies that have a local business with a global impact is really what drives an emerging economy. And that's a perfect, I mean, you're a perfect example. Southwestern's a perfect example of being able to do that. So now let's say you're, um, successful, you have money and you're figuring out, okay, if I'm wanting to think globally as an investor, what advice would you give to people that have gotten past step one, they now are making decent money and some of the principles in your book that once you have money, what would you say the number one tip you would give an investor that has excess money right now? That's hard. To say number one tip, um, but I would, if you ask like that, I would probably say that uh, learn where you're gonna put your money first before putting money there. I've seen a lot of people investing in Bitcoin or some kind of uh, pyramid schemes just because um, the promises are very high and mm. and uh, they don't wanna spend their time learning about it. 
So I would say if you don't understand it, then don't put money in there. So that probably would be number one. But more on the general terms, I would say, um, and it's also very basic, but uh, is uh, you always have to uh, make more than you spend. And uh, what I've been kind of famous in Estonia is to start this um, 50% club, which means uh, that you should always keep at least half of what you make. So if you make 100,000 a year, you could only spend 50,000 and uh, the other half you actually keep for yourself and for your future. Um, and uh, if you have this kind of rule, then it doesn't even matter as much what's your income, but um, just mathematically you will basically become financially free in like 10 to 15 years. So for most people, I think that's the surest way to hmm. financial freedom. I love that. The 50% rule is you, you, own, you your budget that you live off of is 50% of your income. Yeah, and I would kind of think other way around. So whatever I want to spend, but I need to make twice as much. Mm-hmm. That is great. Well, uh, in in conclusion, as you're thinking through the the catalyst for you that caused you to make the difference, where you said, "This is this is what I want to do. This is the vision in my life." Was there a moment for you where you said, "This was it. This was when I decided I was going all in. This is when I decided I was going to make it happen." Was there any event in your life that caused you to make that decision? I wish there was. There were, but uh, looking back, it's been actually more gradual. So uh, I think maybe other people struggle with this also, that they wait for this magic moment to happen, and it never happens. So I would uh, more suggest maybe not to wait for this moment, but just start working where your passion is, and then, you know, things grow and things happen. And if that's where your focus is, then some magic things happen. So like, um, like for instance, with my book, Probably one reason why it went viral was that uh, one Estonian businessman uh, who's very well known there got excited, like accidentally got the book, got excited about it and uh, wrote an article about it in the newspaper. And it was pretty random that it happened, but it only happened because uh, I had written the book. So hmm. so uh, some things just happen, but you have to make sure that you do all the necessary work that it can happen. I love that. I love that consistency showing up is what it's all about and it doesn't have to be some big life altering event that causes you to create your momentum it's just a daily commitment yeah if i would say one moment then that probably was this spark bench on my first day like i've played with this idea that what if i because the rest of my team quit that year so i was the only one left from from the team when i was a rookie so that kind of uh, might have been this moment yeah, when you're on the park bench, you wanted to quit, yeah. you decided not to quit, you kept going, you ended up being the number one rookie, probably created a confidence anchor that you could then go on and do other things. Yeah, that's one thing I really like uh, from what you'll be teaching is this confidence anchors. I think uh, a lot of people can use that. And um, and uh, this decision there, kind of what helped me was this, that I gave up on the money part, like uh, before the summer, I was very focused on making profit and um, how much money I will make. And that was kind of the main reason why I joined the Southwestern program. And then sitting on that park bench 11 a.m., I understood that I'm not going to make money this summer. And I, it was a very hard decision, but I kind of let it go. I accepted that even if I don't make any money, I will just keep my commitment to my manager and myself. And then sales started happening. So I think that's also a good lesson that uh, don't focus so much on what's in it for me, but... Uh, just do the work and then 
things up. Love it. So, Yuck, on the personal front, I know you're an avid cyclist. Tell me about you, one of your favorite rides that you've ever been on. So, uh, I had a long time this, like, I was a big fan of Lance Armstrong for a long time until things started to happen. But, um, <laughs> so Tour de France was like a big thing for me, and this actually motivated me during the summers. I had like a picture of Lance and other riders. And, uh, a couple of years ago, I discovered that you can go to France and ride uh, one uh, stage of the Tour de France. Oh. So it's like open for public. And uh, now three years in a row, me and a couple of other alumni, we've been doing that. And it's uh, always a great challenge. Like you're on the bike for 11, 12 hours. It's always like a mountain stage. So a lot of climbing. And I always think at the end that I need to lose weight next year. So. <laughs> But it's a very fun ride. Oh, well, that's awesome, Yak. Well, thanks for flying all the way from Estonia here to Nashville so we could do this interview. And uh, we are just so excited to be business partners with you. Uh, thank you for the impact that you've made with writing these books and the difference that it's made in all the readers. Uh, and how can people get in touch with you? What's the best way to um, hear more from you? So we have to work on that. Like right now, most of my stuff is in Estonian, but it's work in progress to get it get it published in English and um, I would say go go to southwestern.com and uh, you can read about E1 Ventures on southwestern.com and uh, the website is accessed through there and they could also um, reach out through that if they had any questions about anything that you're doing over in the Baltics so thank you for being here Yak. we appreciate it if you enjoy this podcast please make sure to subscribe to stay updated on everything that the Action Catalyst is up to, make sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Action Catalyst Podcast and Twitter at Catalyst underscore Action. Thanks for listening.